Good morning, Montgomery County. You're listening to Mornings with Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio with Skippy and I. AC's working. Woohoo! So that's nice. That's a nice change. That makes all the difference in the world. We're here every weekday morning this week till Friday. We're not going to be here on Friday, maybe. Tentative Friday, right? Yes, we. Uh, there are plans afoot. Keep posted all week long to find out yeah. what the week is going to be. And then nothing bring. will come from it. It's just, I mean, it's just so? like the Mueller investigation. Oh. The Mueller. Mueller. But uh, good morning, everybody. It's Friday. That's not Friday. Sorry. It's Monday, <laughs> the uh, 21st. Hope you're enjoying this week with leading up to the Memorial Day weekend. So people, uh, yesterday was a strange day. <laughs> you got it. Wasn't it. Like the rain was like, I was outside working on stuff and all of a sudden it just came down and it didn't stop. And I was like, man, this kind of puts a. Yeah. Skippy had to drive from the theater in Conroe to the hotel room in Shenandoah uh, through some standing water. I was, uh. Your flashback, a little flashback mode there, uh, but no, great. all turned out okay. Uh, the whole cast, because you know we had a matinee yesterday, uh-huh. and we heard, you know, we're on stage, we're backstage, we're hearing the thunder. We're like, okay, you know, it's what it is. But the show ends, we we like see the lobby, and it is deluge just all the way. And it's pretty remarkable how fast water can come down. Yes, it is like terminal velocity. So we're all checking up with each other as we. Uh, uh, get back to our places. I was hungry, so I told Mrs. Skippy, hey, let's go get a bite to eat when I get there. I pulled in. It's like, you know what? We were walking next door to Denny's. You want a burger? We're going to eat a burger at Denny's because <laughs> there was no way I was driving anymore after that one. But all are safe. I don't think there were any huge accidents that happened. Houstonians, I think, may be getting a little better at learning how to drive in the rain. I don't know. But, it, you know, those who go down to 20 miles an hour in the fast lane and put their flashers on, that does not help matters much, people. But I did notice that very few people were actually slamming on their brakes when they hit water. So, a good sign. But uh, did you end up pretty dry there, Dick, at the end of it? No. I was outside, and it just started pouring oh, out rain. So I was literally cleaning like, all the equipment. Oh. I'm building uh, backboards for this weekend, and I was staining everything. I was just trying to make everything clean. Backboards or backboards? Bag, like, I say cornhole. Like, that's what I call it. But <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say The only people who know who cornhole bowl or cornhole is like people who actually played it. And most people are like, what's cornhole? It sounds something like this, this Texas A&M Aggies do. And I'm like, well, actually, a lot of people play bags. So I was trying to stain everything. I just and like hearing you say cornhole, so I'm going to ask you. Exactly. You're the type of people who. That is tis I. Anyhow, it is. We got more rain coming today. Apparently, it's currently 75. We're only going to get up to the mid-80s today. That's a good sign, but starting at noon, 50% chance of rain. Uh, wavering about that till this afternoon, then cloudy tonight and tomorrow. Uh, high of 91 tomorrow. Maybe some more thunderstorms Thursday and Friday. We'll find out. But temperatures this week up to the mid low to mid 90s and down to the 60s as i inch closer and closer to being in my house i'm keeping an eye on the weather because uh, one of the things that still need to be fixed is my air conditioner so it's not blowing right now. yeah so i got I, that fixed over here this weekend i so am so just happy just in time for the bike shop opening just in time you think it was you think it was a setup i, mean, I don't know you never know yeah, i don't know Anyhow, uh, we had a great weekend uh, with Kiss Me Kate. One more weekend, only Friday and Saturday this week. So if you want to come see Kiss Me Kate, it indeed is running. When do you want to give away tickets to that? When do I want to give away? Let's give them away uh, tomorrow. 
Yeah, sure. Tomorrow right. it we're, is. We're going to give away Taste Fest tickets at 10.30. So. Awesome. And hopefully we'll be joined by Jason from next door. That would be nice. I talked to him this morning. It was really mm-hmm. funny because he, he had that, you know, some people had that voice where they're clearly horizontal in bed and like they have the pillow next to him. Like, yeah. um, I think yeah. that was him. I think that was like the way he was. And I was like, where are you right now? I just, you know. What's I'm, up, man? What's yeah, up? Just, I'm in the bed. I'm good. Did I, did I wake you up? No, no, no. no, no, the, no, phone, no, no. the phone was ringing anyways. I, did, I had to get up to answer the phone. It's okay. Not at all. <laughs> That's our bedroom voices, ladies. Mark mark this occasion. Anyhow, so besides getting uh, rained, rained on, upon while you were... I, mean, I was soaked. It was gross. After, like, after I put all the stuff inside, I was like, man, it really is raining. So screw you, weather people. <laughs> No, they warned us it was a coming. But we got headlines speaking, to talk about no, today. Speaking of which, yes. let's see what's happening today. How about that? Yeah. All right, 74 degrees outside, folks. It is a humidity is around 93%. The high today is going to be 87, low 67. You know what's crazy? It might rain again. At uh, around 1 p.m., we have a 74% chance of rain. Yeah, you know I just said this. I just did the weather report. Oh, you right? did? Yeah. Man, I'm not I'm not with it right now. Dick needs more Conroe coffee. That's right. We're still sponsored by hey, Conroe. Hey, what's wrong coffee. with getting the weather twice? And this is true. So, nothing wrong with that. Did you do traffic? I did not. Okay, good. All right. You, so, you let me do traffic. that. I know you were leading into <laughs> I-45 northbound southbound looks pretty good uh, all the way in Montgomery County. If you're heading into Houston, uh surprisingly, no one's in trouble yet till around I-10. So, uh that's different. So, something something's going on. Outside that, if you're looking around the south side, uh, there is some trouble eastbound on high, uh, the Highway 99. Is it called Highway 99? What do you call it? I the call Toll it, Road 99? Yeah, I say 99 or the, the Grand Parkway. Yeah, Grand Parkway. There is some trouble uh, over there uh, on the Kirkendall Road area. They're having some – it's not an accident. It's just stopping. So, uh, man, Carly's just coming on in. Okay. Uh, howdy, Carly. Hi. And, uh, yeah, so – that is your traffic report right there. Morning's Lone Star. Awesome. Well, we got some good headlines to talk about today. Some fun ones, maybe some uh, some thought-provoking ones. But uh, looking forward to uh, this week in the news. Lots of stuff going to be happening. Yeah, are you excited about it? So, I am. Excited about this week? I am. So it is Memorial Day weekend. So is there any big, you have big plans besides Kiss Me Kate? Yeah, striking the set for Kiss Me Kate. Yeah. Yeah, burn it. No, no. Uh, obviously, with community theater, you reuse a lot of the set, so we'll, oh. we'll tear down the so wall. You don't burn anything because I've learned out here it's really great because some areas do allow burning and some areas do not allow burning. So uh, I figured. Uh, no, for the most part, for uh, community level theater, uh, even the nails are reused, if possible. Yeah, you know if they're not bent too much or, or something, but because that that's what can rack up with your typical. Uh, Community theater production, depending on the show, it can be anywhere. The just the royalties alone, you know, where you got to pay for the oh, rights yeah. to use it, can go from a few hundred to about twenty thousand dollars. And of course, okay. you know, the bigger the show, the the bigger the uh, the the royalties you have to pay. Yeah. But like everyone loves to see Little Shop of Horrors, for instance, you know, the one about the big talking plant. The royalties for that are about fifteen thousand dollars. No matter what size. No matter what. So if I want to perform it in my neighborhood. Well, I'm legally not, required to pay fifteen thousand. Yes, yeah, exactly. And there's no, there aren't ways around it. Some theaters may try to say, "Well, we've only got this many seats, or this and that," and and it does vary. You know, the the, the scale tends to slide on um, how big your theater is, but they don't want you to put a little shop of horrors on in a 
little theater that seats 40 people because mm-hmm. it's a grand musical. So that, that think about that. So right off the bat, and you have to pay that up front, at least half of it. Yeah. So you have to choose shows that can bring in money, sets and costumes that won't break the bank and reuse whatever you can. And it's kind of a joke in community theater where you'll recognize a costume. Oh, I wore that six shows ago in this play and, and or I recognize that wall. And yeah, so we'll be, uh, we'll be breaking it down. No burning, no burning, a lot of recycling. And then the next show coming up is the 1940s uh, radio murders. Uh, uh, no, the musical, uh, sorry, the 1940s musical comedy murders. There we go. I had to think about that one for a second. And uh, it's not a musical, but it's a funny show. And so they'll they'll be as we're tearing down, they'll be coming in and building up. Okay, so it yeah. seems like a busy, busy. Uh, That's it for me. So no real yeah. traveling. What about you this weekend? Well, you got you know mm-hmm. anything for where are you gonna be again? There's a there's tell me a little bachelor party happening. Where, where is it for me? You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We're gonna take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee. Thanks for joining us this morning. Comment, question anything on our Facebook Live feed, YouTube Live. Or you can just uh, call the message line, 936-647-3776. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. It is 9.16 on the dot. We are back on the air. If you've been catching us on YouTube Live, we're fixing some cameras and stuff, moving them around, because we've been joined by Carly herself, wandering on into the studio, being fearless today. Hold on, I'm not hearing Carly on the... uh, Is is her mic up? Am I... Say something else, Carly. Hello? Oh, there we go. I, I got you. No, okay. it, was, it was apparently it was me. But 
Um, anyway, it's it's about time I become fearless. You have to be fearless in this world <laughs> to deal with everything I've had to deal with. So this is true uh, for you know new listeners or people just joining us. Uh, Carly is visually impaired, and you can if you're a Conroeite, is it Conroean Conroeite? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to say. There you go. You can see uh, Carly. She's a, a downtown Conroe fixture doing her thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, when I came in the studio, she was outside. Now she's inside. So how was your weekend, Carly? Uh, my weekend was good. I liked the rain. It was, it's, it's soothing whenever I'm not in it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> whenever I'm asleep, it's soothing. So you weren't, you weren't caught outside with it, though, right? No. Oh, okay, No, that's I got home way before it started, which was great. Because, you know, Dick got caught outside. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a bit. I was cleaning up the theater and had to run run garbage out to the dumpster because, you know, it's not all glitz and glamour in the theatrical world. Mm-hmm. Cool. I thought it was. I thought you get everything you need from people. You never have to pay for a thing. That was kind of like <laughs> oh, the Dick, deal. You're so cute when you say that, Dick. <laughs> I don't know, but in, in something was going on at the Crichton, there was a lot of little kids running around. Yeah, were they, uh, I don't think they were doing... Um, Quinderella anymore which one were they no doing? they were doing uh i can't remember what play dennis told me but i can't remember but they were doing something and there was a lot of kids and parents around and there was a lot of distractions going on uh in downtown so i was trying to wait for all the distractions to go by and then somebody actually asked me if i'm looking for my car Okay, like I was walking back from the red brick and I crossed over Medcalf and stuff and and somebody asked me if I needed help and and I said no, of course, because um, I usually don't need help. Even if I get lost, I figure it out. Uh, and then um, somebody asked me if I was looking for my car and I w- was thinking to myself, do you not see my cane? <laughs> Maybe that's I mean, thought what, you were being stylish. What do you think? My, do you think I, I can drive with my cane? I don't know. I told Dennis and he just busted out laughing. <laughs> I mean, everybody probably laughed because I, I, I uh, do these blind awareness videos and I, I posted it. I post them on Facebook and I, I uh, did a video last night about it and i said you guys we we don't use our canes to drive and um and then at the corner pub on friday i was walking to the corner pub and i was trying to look for the door and i almost found it but strong hands grabbed me and stopped me from finding the door and asked me where I was going. And I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. So I had an interesting weekend. It sounds it. I remember uh, there was a movie a while back. There was a, uh, a blind singer called Tom Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a movie about his life called If You Could See What I Hear. And it was apparently it was very, um, you know, based in reality. And there's this one scene where there are a whole bunch of them are driving and they're speeding and they get pulled over by a cop and you find out that he's the one that's driving because mm-hmm. he's the only one that's sober. Wow. Yeah. 
That was a good. Yeah, that was a, that, that was a good movie. Uh, Beastmaster was in that. Mark Singer. Hey, you should add that one to the uh, your uh, ticket stub reviews, Dick. Beastmaster. The original. Yeah. Wait. What do you mean the original? Was there like a? There's several me. other Beastmasters. Okay, but not like a remake. Sequels I can live with, but not remakes. Okay. What about Sheena, Queen of the Jungle? With uh, Tanya Roberts. No. Were they actually painted? Was that in the 60s? No, no. That was in the uh, 80s or 90s. That's when they actually, she, uh, they had her, uh, she's supposed to ride a zebra, but they didn't have a zebra, so they took a horse and they painted it white and black. I am not joking. Thank yeah, you. you gotta make it work. Showbiz. <laughs> Showbiz. Okay, yeah. Awesome. You'd think people would know the difference between a zebra and a horse. There are subtle differences. So, anywho... <laughs> So what's in the headlines these days? Headlines today. Okay, well, um, some stuff's going down in Seattle that's kind of interesting uh, to keep tabs on. You know, uh, Seattle, they view themselves, uh, Washington State is very, uh, I'll say progressive. I don't want to say liberal because that's got a label to it. You know, they'll they'll try new things to see what works. And in the past, a lot of businesses uh, were, uh, uh, were, were based there. You know, Starbucks, uh, Amazon. Uh, in fact, Amazon's still there, but now they're threatening to leave. Because of a couple of things that have been happening. One is the new head tax to um, an additional tax on corporations to basically pay for the homeless situation. And, yeah, I saw that. And it's a, I mean, it's huge. We're talking millions of dollars in additional taxes on these corporations that even though these traditionally progressive uh, corporations are like, oh, yeah, we want to, you know, you saw how Starbucks handled the whole bathroom thing yeah well, can we talk about that later absolutely but you know they're answering they're like okay there, there's wow. a concern we'll answer it uh well now they're saying we, we don't want this we're out of here uh so that's in the corporate side and the residential side something very interesting happened in seattle uh, they passed two new ordinances uh one's called first in time ordinance and this is uh more and more uh landlords are being pushed out being forced to sell uh, because they don't want to deal with new ordinances. Uh, first in time, it's now by law, by city ordinance, a landlord has to accept the first applicant who qualifies on paper. So, you know, if, if the credit... Oh, there's a ways to go around that. Easy. Well, no, because hand-in-hand hand with that was called the Fair Chance Housing Ordinance, which also means that a landlord cannot use, cannot check criminal history or use... Prior convictions is the reason not to let someone to rent out to someone. So you got these landlords who have like rental properties. Let's say someone, you know, looks good on paper. They have a decent credit score and they make a lot of money. But then you find out they're uh, a six-time convicted drug dealer and they're loaded with tattoos and swastika ink all over the face. They have, you have to give it to them. Again, there's ways around that. Easy. But again, that would be break your ways around it are actually breaking the law. How? Because you even heard my ways around it. What are your ways? My ways is you basically do word of mouth. I don't get that. Well, like when you're putting places up for sale and things, you can go. There's so many different avenues. And I've known realtors who do not talk to anybody unless someone else refers them. Oh, these aren't real. These aren't buying houses. No, these renting. Are no, rent. rent. No, same thing for renting. Yeah. But like I have room for rent, that, that kind of thing. Or I have a duplex. You just wouldn't advertise it. You just say word of mouth. This also goes apartments. So, yeah, that's what, I mean, I've, I've done places like that, especially fancy places where, like, it's real hard to get rooms where you have to be on, put on a list. Well, I think it puts an undue pressure on the landlord, though. But yeah, it shouldn't would, be there. 
I mean, I know that's a constant struggle. I think we will originally just let you know. I think what that's doing is kind of stupid uh, because that's gonna that's gonna cause some issues, and no one's gonna want to have to deal with that. Same thing with the bathroom deal. And again, that's a decision that was made not thinking about the whole trickle down idea, because like the the same thing with the Starbucks. Whoever made that decision didn't think about the employee who has to sit there and deal with it. And of course, the person who made the decision probably will never set foot and manage a Starbucks. They're somewhere else in oh, his yeah. office that doesn't have to deal with that. I wonder if that goes for their offices too. That'd be really funny what their bathroom policy is and like their headquarters. Very interesting. But uh, no, for the landlord stuff, there's ways to go around it. But then again, it's like, you know, you're, you have to accept somebody eventually because you have to be making money. And then it's also, there's, there's stuff in the lease that they can just kick you out if they don't pay. So, and not that there, I mean, there's rules on like how long it takes to be kicked out, but they're, I mean, it's. But again, that's if they don't pay. And here's the thing of, you know, just because you're a criminal doesn't mean you're broke. Well, yeah, but I know they're, you're talking like a numbers game now if you're a landlord or if you're a renter. But it takes the choice of a landlord. No, I, I can see why it was first postulated to say, well, we want to make sure that this neighborhood isn't gentrified. So what about the folks who do have fel- who are felons that are, have been the whole idea of going to prison is I hope they come out a different person, right? Right. So what's, what's wrong with... I mean, it's kind of unfair for them not to have a chance to live in but a they do have place. A ch- they do have a chance. They they can fill out an application just like anyone else. They can meet with the landlord and say, listen, I, I was arrested for this, but I paid my debt. I'm a good guy. Here's my here's my card saying I'm a good guy. It gives the landlord the choice, especially if his land. This we're, we're talking the, the private property of the landlord. We're not talking. Now, as I go for, do space. you know if that ruling goes for any type of renting? Yes. So any type of renting, yes. like I can rent my $12 million home and then I have a three-story closet and I want to rent it out. Mm-hmm. It's at $7.9 million. So, so, so even if they don't qualify for no the background check? No, they qualify. Okay. But the background check, it cannot include criminal history. Okay. It's so there, so there's still credit history. You can still set it up to where you have to make this much money. To live there. Yeah. But again, I know, well, not personally, I don't think, but there are many criminals. Um, that's there already the start. They have a lot of money. Yeah, but they do they have a bank account money? Do, they might have cash, but that doesn't mean they qualify. I'll pay the whole lease. Because if they've been in cash. prison, they probably don't have credit. But let's say someone came and said, I'll pay the entire year's rent up front. Then, then they'll say, all right. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure if anyone came out with that kind of cash, because you're talking minimum $14,000. Mm-hmm. For like a normal place, mm-hmm. then yeah, I, I doubt they care. And then you pay the deposit. I doubt they would care. See, I was if I was a landlord, I would be very concerned about again the government telling me oh, who yeah. I can rent to. And I, I see again why they started the whole program to make sure. Yeah, if you don't want I mean, you're, ta- you're also here. talking about like unique scenarios. No one's going to come in and pay fourteen grand on renting. If they have that kind of cash, what are the chances of somebody doing that? Uh, Unless they are they are a person who doesn't want to have a paper trail, and they'll find a place to take that money. I will point out that uh, my mom and my dad, when he was here, uh, they would buy, uh, do the entire uh, rent, lease upfront, ca- not in cash, but you know, write a check for it. Yeah. The entire because they just didn't want to deal with a monthly reminder and stuff. No, no, I I agree with that, but that's a rare. It's I mean, rare, if you talk to any renter, be like, hey, how how the, percentage of your renters pay up front well, yearly? That's my point. There are always exceptions, and just to have this blanket. You can't use their criminal history. You can't even check their criminal history. You can't if even if you know of a crime, you can't take that into account as part of your reasoning for not taking them. 
And basically, they just have to, you know, qualify, which a qualification on a on a rental form is okay credit and well they do that they do a rate uh debt to income ratio mm-hmm. so i mean it is but bi- you have to take the first one now what if you have someone who doesn't really need it and then a family who really needs it who come in 10 minutes later then i mean that family's out of luck and i just i don't well, we can all agree that what's going on with that is kind of it's going to be one of those things you don't know the problem is until 10 years from now or, or 10 weeks from now when uh, but here's the thing is it's compare the economy of like seattle because again now remember the the big corporations that are there pretty much uh starbucks and uh, amazon are threatening to leave because of this overreach of government yeah so well, I mean, I, another thing, I, I think in the end, you're talking about something that's so small. And it might be something, like you said, it's going to start something different, like basically more control, more control over it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if, you've gone, if, if you ask anyone going through the rental process, they're going to do the best they can because they're applying because they want to live there. Any, any, like any stage in their life. And if a, if a renter company is basically saying, no, we don't want that person because they might be a felon. that get, I mean, that's discrimination, isn't it? Nope. No? Nope. Okay. In their policy, if they, had it, huh? if they had it in their policy, they can say, like, no felons, please. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Is that discriminating? Well, I think, no. I think the renter, the, the laws in each state are very different. Yes. And yeah, they are. So, I mean, I think the in Texas, it's more heavily on the renter mm-hmm. instead of the uh, tenant. Or the, it's on the tenant, not the rent person. I, yeah. I so, it. I mean, I think it comes down to what the law says. We will see. We will see. We got some airplane fun when we come back. Yeah, you yeah. saw that. Uh, well, I got I got like three different ones. Okay. We'll be right back. You'll listen to Morning's Lone Star. It's nine thirty one. Stick around. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Welcome back. Maury's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Uh, we got a uh, listener writing in on Facebook Live, Karen. She uh, kind of presented a situation that if it was between one person and another and they were a FEMA, uh, Hurricane Harvey victim, she would be okay with it going to a Harvey victim. Now, are we, uh, Karen, if you're listening, are you talking as if you're the other applicant or if you're the owner? Or, uh, I'm not, there you ah, go. Gotcha. If you're number one in line. And then someone comes. But how would you know though? So like, because you're, because when we apply for apartment, for example, you don't really know what's going on. I, I'm saying like you send off your little packet of info, and then you just kind of wait. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like an open record. It's not like you're ordering Domino's where it has the pizza order line. Like, what stage are we at, or anything like that? Here's my sense on it. You go for a job interview after you send in the resume and fill out the application, right? Yeah. Because they want to sit down and see if yeah. you're capable of dressing. Well, the same thing you're applying for a school. Right. Okay. But by this law it would mean that no more job interviews. You just fill out the application and throw in your resume and they can't check your resume to see if you're lying on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, or you can say, yeah, I was, you know, well, I think we can both going. agree. It comes down to the, the money. 
And then when it comes down to like, you know, Seattle might have those rules. And I mean, I don't know if there's like a, a underworld of abuse there. And that's why they came up with this because somebody either complained or something happened but there. Seattle is like the most progressive city oh, in the yeah. nation. So I can't imagine that kind of abuse happening because they're like so anti-corporation. Because one thing I don't think we're looking at and we don't understand is there's still the stop guard of the credit check and debt, debt to income ratio check, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest tell of any renter. Is like you value your apartment. But see, it goes the other way, too, because, for instance, right now, my credit is suffering because of, of all the hotel living. Yeah. You know, I had to max out every credit card yeah, and, yeah. and start my own business. Oh, so on paper, you're not good, a good. But to sit down and say, listen, you, you know, here I am, you know, well, well I think that's what uh, Karen was kind of talking about is like you hear the story of a Harvey victim. And you're like, hey, we might let that slide. But by law now, Seattle law, you can't. It has to be. Well, they have person. to let it slide. That's what it's telling me. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is, let's say uh, the, the the Harvey family who really needs the house is the second yeah. one to show up. They don't get it. By law, the first person who may not even need that house. The landlord, all the choice has been taken out of the landlord. All human interaction. I wonder how they would prove that, though. Because what I'm trying to say is the repercussions of this law. Say we... The only way you know if I applied before you did is if we spoke to one another. Because everyone, like, for example, every time we applied for something, it was always pending. There's always something else pending. Yeah, because someone wants to see if something better comes along. Oh, but I mean, I I don't know if that's their language or if that's actually, like, you know. But whether or not it can be proved. So what do I. By law, the second the landlord gets the application. How do they do this? How do they check it? How, as Seattle government, how do we make sure this is There has to be a presumption of innocence. But by law, the landlord has to. So if it does come out later that landlord sat on it wait for the second family then the landlord's held criminally liable for it i wonder how they approve that though but you shouldn't have something set up to where the burden of proof is on the the person i know but i'm saying if i accuse you like say if i wanted this place and i'm just a disgruntled person and you deny me because someone else before me got it and i so what do i do i go to the seattle court and be like file a criminal complaint i mean how would they I wonder how they, they would, would prove. Have to, they'd have to file their records. And then, of course, all this taxpayer well, money, and they wonder about why we need tort reform. So what's going to happen is we're going to talk about this again when there's an actual case that comes up. Right. It. And there will be because much like you have these jackwads who will walk into a Starbucks with an AK-47 strapped to their back because they constitutionally can, doesn't mean they know. should. Because like I said, I, I would be I would be a kind of like up in arms about this if they didn't do like a credit check. Because basically they're forcing renter – what, what's the correct word? Is it tenant and renter? Uh, what is it, tenant Less and, or lessee. Tenant, landlord. Yeah, so say owner. Basically if they require the owner just to give it to the first person without a credit check because to me that's the biggest social and economic prevention to allowing what you what you would say is like you know the undesirable. That gives a lot of know. power to the credit bureaus though. Then they already well, have enough. I mean they're trying to protect their home or their apartment so – I mean, if you're looking at apartments that you can't afford, then there's a reason why they have those those checks. But they have everything contingent on a credit score. I just I can't track with that. Like I said, I used to have. Well, a, I'm saying if they change that rule, awesome, I had a crappy one and an awesome one. Now it's not so good. It'll build back up. I'm not worried about it. I have my own house, so I don't need to worry about renting. But let's say something had happened that my house yeah. got destroyed. Credit wise, I may not. I'd, I'd be on the cusp. I'd have to. Yeah, but that's without laws. That's without the Seattle law. That's without but, that. But if I was in Seattle, then I would be a lot more hosed. No, because you would fail the credit check. Right. So even though I was fully capable of paying for the house or for the apartment I bet, I bet you could still talk to them. 
But if someone came the next day and was fully approved, then you're that's what I'm saying. So while they're waiting to talk, while I'm setting up an appointment, someone comes in who's you know a horrible person but has good credits. I'm out. There's no reason. There's no reason for like I said, people care about money, so that's what's going to happen. Well, the the landlords aren't the ones that that put put this into uh, Seattle City Council did the city ordinance. The owners didn't. Whenever there's an ordinance about you know businesses. 9.9 9.9 times out of 10, it's not the businesses that, that want it. You know, no, no smoking and other thing. Well, they just lost that revenue. No, no, you know, you're held liable for serving alcohol. You know, it usually affects, impacts the business in a negative way. So, yeah, when you're saying people want money, this is the. No, I'm council. saying in this, in this business, in that business, I imagine. And like, like I said, there's no due diligence on proving if they broke the law or not because most people, if I, from my personal experience from doing this in the past six months, is there's nothing written down until we apply for the house. But now there will have to be. You have to have more so, forms. So you're saying – well, law. see, you don't know that yet. If there is a law, that means there have to be – there need to be ways to enforce So you're saying law. Zillow and all those folks have to update their website just for Seattle – and in basically, Seattle, if yeah. I click on a house, like if you're interested, click here and fill all this information. There have to be logs now because once there's a law, you have to be able to enforce the law. Yeah. So you have to add stuff to make the law enforceable. I'll be interested to see what their, what yeah, their procedure is. Because I don't think, I mean, I still think it's going to run the same way. There's I, always ways around that. And it's easy It's easy to discriminate against people because you'll find a good reason. Like I said, since the credit check is still in place, it's really easy to discriminate. With that still in place. Because mm-hmm. no. basically what you do is you say, hey, you know what? I value my apartments a lot more than my neighbor. Then I'm just going to increase the requirement. And, I, and you know, 75% of the time someone applies and it approved, they're good people. Now, let's, so, let, let's let Carly uh, weigh in on this. Because, Carly, let's let's put it in. Let's say you're looking for a place. Yeah. And it's ground floor. And it's, what's the, fr- blind friendly? Is that cool to say? Mm-hmm. Um. But it takes her a while to get there, obviously, because she's got to get on the Conroe Connect bus or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe someone gets the perfect apartment for you, and they're like, "Well, we have one for you, but it's on the fourth floor, and you got to take stairs." Uh, your your thoughts on this? Is this fair? What? Uh, yeah, I think it would be fair. Um, somebody who couldn't go upstairs, maybe, but I'm capable of going upstairs. So I'm completely okay with... Well, to give you an idea, let's ask Carly this. How did you find out about the place you currently live in? Uh, Did you look it up online? Did you see a newspaper? No, I I found out through my mother who who was... Referred, basically? Referred to Rodney, or Rodney referred me... So, um, because what, one thing that's important though, if you that's basically word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So, like with Sean, basically, what you could do if you're rental, you just don't advertise. And because that, that way, that's a one prevention how you can find a good tenant is because I know a lot of places that like don't put their houses on Zillow. Word of mouth can go both ways. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I mean, uh, it's more of but like, why, why when, is this undue burden now put on the landlord to decide? Well, well maybe I do I know a couple of folks who do do. They ah, lease houses. You just said doo-doo. They do lease houses, but they don't put them on. They refuse to put them on those websites have, and realtors. They have the right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The, the, the Seattle city government's now taken away that right and put undue pressure on the landlord. Well, no, you don't have to put your stuff on those websites and stuff. No. You don't have to in no. Seattle. Yeah, with this law in place, they're going to have to start covering themselves because someone can sue them going, oh, 
you tried to keep me from getting this apartment, even though I would have been first to qualify because you didn't advertise, but you told your friend that's discrimination. I'm telling you, there's a there's a slippery slope here. There's a can of worms. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I do know, and I don't understand why people are like this, but some people here in the U.S., I don't know about other countries, but they don't allow in some apartments pets uh, uh, service animals. See, that's probably something you can look into. Try to say Seattle didn't have a law against that. But no, no, here they don't have a, I mean, uh, in this apartment, they're going to let me have my service animal, of course. But Well, I think also a lot of people don't look <laughs> at it, but also people, you can negotiate pretty much anything and everything's kind of open, like open to discussion, I think. That's how I mm-hmm. believe when you're doing contracts and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's open to discussion, especially if you're a good tenant and like Carly and it's like a clear need that she needs a service animal. That's when, you know, if you're a smart owner, you're like, all right, let's work with her. But we got to take precautions like, oh, is that is the area safe for a dog or, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, it's. It's safer because you know my one of my favorite things is we're because Holly wants a, an animal Sean and we're looking at this place that was more like a duplex and the backyard is shared with like eight other houses mm-hmm. and the guy we were going through it and he's like okay just to let you know you know there's no pets but your neighbor has a pet and I'm like oh, okay so you're gonna tell me there's no pets but the neighbor has a pet and it's like oh because they were grandfathered in you know that kind of, I'm like okay so because Holly really wanted a dog I'm like so that means they're open to negotiation now they might be like no but then like all right how about we pay an extra four dollars you know you can do something like that uh-huh but like i said everything's kind of negotiable but in seattle that's what i'm saying i'd be really interested to see the procedure of getting like applying and like, keeping records of the stuff because yeah, no more i mean there's going to be a couple people out there looking for trouble they're going to try to you know try to get this renter or whatever right and people will do it now whenever you do a new law there will be those who will Put it to the test for we'll their get, own well, We can kind of transfer this. Uh, actually, we got to take a break. Man, we're already going that. When we come back, I want to talk about the Starbucks deal. Okay. Because that's very similar. I mean, that's kind of a private business making that decision. But I know me working as an underling in a major corporation, they I, I think a lot of decisions they make don't look at the, the underlings. Mm-hmm. They really don't, especially with this bathroom bill. And, I mean, that's just going to be – I think around certain areas you're going to be fine. But certain like downtown locations and things where people know word of mouth. And again, it, this, well, no, this was the Starbucks themselves did this. But can you imagine if the city government said, you have to have this? Big difference. Oh, yeah. And so, I yeah mean, let's talk about this when we come back. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. And we're back. Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com and Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Welcome back. We're broadcasting live from downtown Conroe. We're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Having a good time this morning talking about what's fair and what's not. And the next topic we're going to talk about, (laughs) we'd love for you to join in, is the uh, Starbucks recently announced that they're going to have 
uh, zero purchase bathroom policy. And what's funny is, I mean, for the past, what, 50, 15 years, Starbucks has always been known as the hangout spot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and especially when I saw that they did that, I go, I feel sorry for the baristas or the employees who have to take care of that bathroom now. And uh, just because you never know when you invite something like that and it's an understood policy across the board, it's really easy to um, abuse. And I know I made a comment, I think it was like last week about when I worked at Kroger, I was unfortunately the only person who like clean, cleaned the toilet rooms. And you'd be surprised how people abuse mm -hmm. the toilet room. And uh, it's going to be funny to see what's going to happen. And especially there, there is, I feel like there's what the first case is going to be is there, someone's employee is going to sue Starbucks for an unsafe environment workplace because of the constant abuse. Because there's going to be one location that's going to be constantly abused. Someone's going to try and like doing drugs, bathe dr themselves. You know, bathe in themselves. This it's going to break. They're going to sue. And now it's important to know that this, unlike what we were talking about in the previous segment, this is a Starbucks headquarters decision. This is a company policy now. Not the city didn't, you know, governments haven't said you have to. And that's a subtle difference. I'm, I mean, a company can can do whatever they want to, to, to appease client base or whatever, as long as it's not discriminatory legally. Excuse me. But um, with this company policy, is it ill-advised? Part of me thinks, yeah, because 99% of the time, I believe, no Starbucks ever cared Someone using their bathroom. The one time, maybe, I think maybe twice it happened, that it gets caught on camera that some idiot barista or assistant manager says, oh, you can't, you have to buy something. It, it didn't matter. We all went, everyone listening, I guarantee you, has gone to a Starbucks or a like-minded place to use the bathroom without buying anything, and they were never stopped. Yeah, we used to, our bus, uh, when I went to the school for the blind, our bus stopped at Starbucks uh, to let the other kids off. Hey, Carla, can you fix your mic? Yeah. Yeah, bring it up. There and you we go. Were, and we were allowed to go uh, to the restroom and stuff and just take a breather because... Two hours is a long time. That was my ride. It was from Austin to Bryan, Bryan to Huntsville, every Friday and Sunday. And it was awesome that the <laughs> so, Bryan, it was the, the Bryan Starbucks then? Yeah. The, you know, they did that. Like I said, for the most part, I, I don't want to be used hyperbole, and I don't have any facts to, to back this up, but a vast majority of the time to use the bathroom, you're allowed it's up to, you know, the individual, whoever's behind the desk. Now, if you come in, hey, you son of a gun, let me use your bathroom or I'll kill you. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to let you in, but. Uh, yeah. But, hey, do you mind? I, you know, I, I got to go, please. I'm begging you. Um, I'll try and buy something later. But, you know, so part of me says kudos to Starbucks for answering this thing because this could have hurt them. And I think it was a business decision, but I think it was kind of a knee jerk and it's to appease a lot of, well, peace people that didn't need appeasing. But what are your thoughts, Dick, on it? Well, I, I think it's something that any type of major decision in a company like this, there's there's usually zero input from employees. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's, you know, if you look down the long the long run of this, uh, this type of change, I, I, this is my prediction on it. They're going to do it. And then what's going to happen is certain locations are going to be deeply affected by this decision. 
and some way or another, they're going to start putting it under the rug and they're going to start changing the policy without making it public. And it's going to be one of those things where it's only going to be certain locations and it might come back on the news where the first location finally sets down some rules about using the bathroom. And that might be kind of like what the Tim Hortons deal was where they just locked the bathroom and you just have to ask for a key. Not necessarily – that's not saying they're going to deny everybody, but they at to least – make it that a little bit harder. Just to make that a little bit harder and then just kind of one of those things where you can give them the key, but you know who's going in there. You know what's going on because I, I know that's one thing that's funny about the Kroger situation was that bathroom was kind of tucked away. So no one really – I mean you don't really stop at Kroger to use the restroom. You might be a gas station and do it, but like in Kroger, there's like – the, the amount of people who came into the store and the amount of people who used the restroom was really small. Mm -hmm. But still, it was like there was no crowd control. Like you didn't know what was going on in there until six hours later. And unless someone came up to me like, hey, somebody threw kicks all over the floor and it's all wet in there. It's really weird. And so it's just kind of like that only occasionally happened, but it, like at Starbucks where, you know, the bathroom is right there, especially like the, I, mean, I wonder what the stories are on places that are open 24 hours. Like Denny's. The Denny's or <laughs> Whataburger or, you know, that kind of stuff. Because it only becomes an unsafe environment when you know you can abuse it. You know, what I found out is um, all the uh, major restaurants, they're laid out the same. No matter where you go, like, because I was, I was at Chili's on my birthday and I, and I noticed that everything is the same, uh, the layout and then Starbucks, all the Starbucks are layout the same. I just think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of picturing that in my head now. Like, You're right. <laughs> they're all laid out the same and they, they, and then Chili's. Red Lobster, all the major restaurants also have brown menus. Uh, not the local restaurants, of course, but the major chains all have brown menus. Well, that's good to know. Uh, also nice to know that Carly gets to eat so well at all these upscale restaurants that I, I don't get to, but whatever. Um, but, Dick, you raised a good point that, you know, for the 24-hour places, uh, the Kroger's of the world or the, the Denny's or, or whatever, it's they're already there, and I can guarantee you, if it's three a.m. and I'm driving, and I gotta go. I could pull into an IHOP, say I gotta use your restroom real quick, go to the restroom, maybe out of guilt, buy a cup of coffee, maybe not, and no one would say anything. But no. by making it a well, company policy, I mean I don't know if you are listening. If ever really because like, where the Kroger was, it wasn't that bad of an area. But I have been to several locations of things that they have to deal with, say the homeless population mm -hmm. or with the the drug use population because they're like for example holly lives right in downtown on richmond and 59 so when the, the exit for richmond on 59 she lives right in that general area and that used to be next door to where they dubbed turner's tent city kind of thing mm -hmm. and like i i guarantee you if you go into that shipley's right there on richmond and ask their employees what on average in that gas station there's a, like it's right there it's next to the old old sears cross mm -hmm. street yep you ask them what kind of problems have you run into You'll have that one employee who's been there for 10 years going, oh, let me tell you. We have the officer's name on speed dial or something like that. And is, is that kind of a workplace you want to encourage people to work at? at? Or now you could possibly lose business because, again, slippery slope, and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but let's take it to its logical next step. You, you make an open announcement. Hey, you can come in here. You can use the bathroom. You don't even have to buy anything. 
well, okay, that'll make it a haven for those who have nothing better to do, so they'll cram the place. What's well, so, yeah, Now, Starbucks is already a place where people go, but they tend to buy coffee as they run mm-hmm. their businesses. Well, if you have more and more people who now don't have to buy anything, they're going to start losing money. I mean, so that, the Starbucks Tim, will that then... Tim Hortons thing, or t- was it Tim Hortons? Yeah, Tim Hortons. With... That video with the lady, you know, like she was trying to use the bathroom, and basically they have a key entry, and she mm-hmm. just lost it. Mm-hmm. And pooped and then flung the poo right there on So you camera. think that's what's going to happen? Well, no, that was Canada, so, you know. But here's the thing. I do believe eventually Starbucks will have to start saying, okay, you must now, you, you can't stay here more than an hour. They'll start putting time limits on it because they have to rotate the customer base through to get people who will buy. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is something, it's a business decision, and they're free to make it. And I'm glad the government, city government didn't make it because that would really tick me off. But I think Starbucks is going to find that there are those who are going to abuse the privilege now just because they can and again, to, to show that I'm being fair, there's always an idiot who, you know, I'm all for the Second Amendment, but there's always some nut job who will strap on an AK-47 and walk into a Starbucks because they constitutionally can. When they know they shouldn't, but they just want to say, look at me, I'm not breaking the law. And it's the grown-up version of saying, not touching you, not touching you. You know, one of those things. And that's what people are going to do with this. Uh, I don't think it needed to happen. It was a PR move. And I think it's going to bite them sooner or later. And they're going to well, quietly face really it Well, again, I really what it affects and just the the employee morale mm-hmm. especially in those locations that they're already putting up with with buttheads you know ordering certain coffee you know that kind of, i mean like <laughs> do it being in that world I want a decaf I, mocha latte well my favorite was like working at sonic and I mean, we did have like a drink people gum just come in that was the first time i experienced people literally go to sonic just to get a soda pop well it's there that that drive in and it like i was really weird because we had like returning customers we knew what they wanted and I was like, it's almost like a bar where all they're getting is a soda. Nothing special. Nothing like, oh, cherry. Oh, can I get okay. cherry, vanilla, and all stuff in my Coke? It's like, no. It's like, I just need three Cokes and a Dr. Pepper. And they like they, they like the Sonic. It's their coffee or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it wasn't like those people weren't really the problem. But you always dealt with a s- certain people who do have a problem. And uh, what, what are you looking at me for? Oh, just because I like seeing your face. But letting, uh-huh. giving you the time. Oh. Oh, but don't don't yeah, right there. Yeah, don't stop talking. But no, I don't think. Uh, I, I I think in the big picture it won't affect, but the little those little things will be affecting the people who like the locations that are centrally located in like a variety of like a people area, and especially when the migration of people moving in and out. Because I say most people who are the average go to Starbucks person, they would prefer to go to a drive through. I'm saying the average customer there. I mean, the, the other customer that stays and hangs out there are very few because I know that there are a lot of people, but it's like either they're traveling through town and they don't really have a place to go, so they go to Starbucks. But that won't, they won't be back a week from that day. Most returning customers probably yeah. go through the drive-thru or they're probably not spending time there. They're going in, coming out. And the bathroom policy really will only affect the locations that there's a lot of foot traffic and access to transportation. Because no one's gonna walk all the way to use the restroom if the if you know say here I'm working and I'm like I need a public restroom Where, where's the nearest Starbucks oh it's on the North Loop over here I'm like I'm not gonna walk all the way over there to use a restroom that's right we're gonna go back and use the alley well that's already happening here but uh, but no that's the idea you understand what yeah. I'm saying so it's like the only thing yeah, a lot gonna, of this was cosmetic uh, but I think it's gonna bite them I think because not only well they I'm, are what I'm afraid it. of seeing I wonder how it's gonna turn out someone's gonna get hurt. 
someone's going to go into one of these restrooms if somewhere, either it's going to be New York or somewhere where there's going to be a crazy homeless dude in there and they're going to attack an employee. It's going to happen. Because even regardless of the bathroom, it's already happened at certain areas. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing with the story of like the Shipley's. I bet one of the employees probably got attacked at least one time. Because you think about it, they get there like at 4 a.m. to start making those donuts. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy recovery time for the drug. I mean, I imagine drug users. And Not I'm, that we know. Well, no. The only reason I know that is I've been around there driving to go see Holly early in the morning and stuff like that. And it's you'll see people passed out on the street. And like at least once a week around here, you see ambulance pull up and because there was just like there was a park. Yeah. You know what they did at this park? They closed it. They have bars. They spent money on doing bars around a city park. And I'm like, well, that's kind of useful. You know, have a park and have bars. Around. Like no one can use it. Not even like Holly could go use it. No one can use it huh. because they had that many people going there and doing drugs and dying or passing out there. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that's... And it's all right there. And I mean, look up... Actually, you can look it up, Turner City. But if there was a Starbucks right there, that'd be... (laughs) Someone's getting attacked. Because people... They accost you on the road when you're driving. Mm -hmm. And so I can't imagine what it is like. I can't imagine working at that Shipley's. Because that would be surreal right there. I just like the fact that you cruise the streets late at night and early in the morning. Well, like if I wanted to go early in the morning, I get there around five o'clock in the morning. And then she's like, oh, you want to pick up Shipley's? I'm like, I'm not going near that place mm. at four or five o'clock in the morning. Are you sure you're not secretly Batman? Because he too cruises the streets late at night. Yeah. Good. It's just, you got to look it up. It's crazy. I will. I will. But we're going to take our top of the hour break. It's 10.04. Thanks for joining us. Lone Star Community Ray. Mornings of Lone Star. We'll be back. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. We're back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. It is 10.09 on the dot. Uh, temperature's getting up. It's already getting up 78. We're going to zip through the 70s, get in the 80s, and hang up the upper 80s for a while. A uh, little overcast out there, though. Yeah. Well, hold yeah. On. I got to do it with the CPM members. There's a storm coming. I know. I did it. Awesome. Thank you so much. The official Lone Star weather tree out front says that there's a mild breeze. Oh, so mild. But it looks like it's going to be some rain starting in an hour or two. Maybe half a chance of that or, or 50% chance of that. Uh, going on. Hey, so this is cool. Uh, Friday night, because uh, uh, the Montgomery County Extension Office hosted a open forum for uh, about rainwater harvesting for irrigation, livestock, wildlife, firefighting. Uh, it was co-sponsored by Montgomery County, Texas A&M agri Yeah, I talked extension. about that last week. Right. Yeah. But it happened. Oh, it did? Yeah, the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District and the Woodlands Joint Powers Agency. And then Dr. Dottie Woodson, an extension program specialist for water resources, led this. It was a day-long class that highlighted the need for Texas to continually explore alternative water sources. Projected population growth, especially uh, in this area, has many water resource planners investigating a variety of potential solutions to meet future demand. 
including innovative applications for gray water. I'm not sure, is gray water like the runoff from, because you have flood water, which is called black water, because it's like totally unhealthy. I think gray water is like runoff from a heavy rain. Well, gray water, like how I've, I've uh, yeah, it's about basically it was used to clean something. So like if you wash your car or like, okay. it, like say you're on, like, for example, at Abilene uh, school, they use gray water to water all the plants and they basically put signs all over the place. Don't go into the flower beds while it's watering because it's like basically it's. It's waters from showers. It's waters from so this stuff that wouldn't affect the plants or the car, yeah. but would affect us. Do not drink. I mean, unless you're like radioactive or something. Right. Uh, gray water air conditioner condensate, recycled water, and rainwater harvesting. And I guess is uh, I mean the rains yesterday. As much as I'm, I, I love storms, but when I get lot when I see standing water in the road, I just gotta got go a little PTSD just for just for a hair. But I was realizing how desperately we needed some water, so it was a good thing. Um, but Woodson, uh, Dottie Woodson was talking about how more widespread adoption of rainwater harvesting, uh, would not only reduce demand on public water suppliers, especially during peak usage in the hotter months, which we have coming up, but could also help reduce flooding as a stone stormwater mitigation strategy. Um, which I'm all about reducing, um, flooding and that's my neighborhood. I'm driving. Well, I know that's the big. Uh, I mean, water in this area is the uh, the one political topic that I think is one of the most interesting because you know finding solutions and being especially a political person that's what you run off of. That's their big deal. I think actually we're starting a water. Uh, there's a water show going to start here. No and way. Yeah, once cool. a month they're going to talk about water, and I'm like, man, is there, if someone wants to start a show about water once a month, it must be pretty important. And it, well, I absolutely start in agree June. I think more info can be found. Like we're going to post some more stuff about that. I think uh, the the big ones here are mobility. You know, the roads, l lanes, um, toll roads is is an offshoot of that. A uh, water is is a big one, and um, yeah, I think those are the two big political hot buttons here. So yeah, cool. I can't wait to. I would actually tune into the water show. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think everybody kind of is affected by it, but no one really knows too much about why is it today the way it is, and then what can we do as a community to improve it. And we actually have a water issue on the ballot in November. Really? Up. Yeah, we remember had the gentleman in here uh, talking about, uh, oh, I forget the name of it, because uh, I have the T-shirt. And when I voted, they gave me a T-shirt uh, about uh, the conservation of water and proper uh, water usage. Because, you know, there is kind of a smackdown going on with the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. You know, on the ballot, it was to get appointed positions, turn them into elected positions for the board. Yeah, that control. And then you also have the San Jacinto River Authority. and, and Control. The twain shall never meet. And so, yeah, water is a big old smackdown topic here in Montgomery County. Yeah. Yeah. So if, let's go from the, the water elements. Let's be avatars. Let's go from the water element to the air element. Something okay. happened in the air the other day, didn't it? Yeah, I know. We talked about, I think about a month or so ago, Montgomery High School uh, students built a, a, a single cab airplane called Bear Force One. <laughs> and this over this weekend, they actually uh, did it. They flew it? They flew it. No way. Yeah. Or at the Condor North Houston Regional Airport. Now, is it like so. the Wright Brothers where it actually la the flight lasted like 12 feet? Well, uh, well, let me talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, so 48 students got together and spent 30 weeks overcoming a challenge with 10 motors and the help of Eagle Nest and Project Land the Way. That's a, I think that's a nonprofit. Transformed boxes into a fully functioning two-seat Vans RV-12 trainer plane. 
And uh, yeah, so aerospace engineering teacher Jennifer Duffer joined the pilot Sam Ward as the first passenger for the inaugural flight. Wow. And it, it did well, apparently. So cool. So it went now, again. I, I want to look at like, there's, I'm sure there's going to be video footage of it on like Conroe, uh, your Conroe or something. Because I want to see if it was like 20 feet, you know, 15 feet off the ground to where if it crashed, you know, you could walk away from it. Or if they committed to it and they got like a few hundred feet up in the air. Well, what's interesting to me about this is especially the out, like you're saying, the getting up into the air and they flew it. I'm trying to see how long they flew it, but it was, uh, but it took all those students and basically it cost around $75,000 to build. Wow. But it was all donated through bub- to the public. Really? So. How cool. It's a great way for the community to. To get involved, awesome! I would I would demand a ride if I would help build that. I'm like, when's it my turn? Well, I'd be like the 40th ride after the first 39 test flights. I had a friend who was a pilot and he was going through pilot school, and he always had this joke. He's like, "You want to have the 500 hamburger?" And I was like, "What is that?" And he was like, "Because gas was so expensive that to get his pilot's license, he had to take up odd jobs." But he said, "Like, you can pay me 500 dollars, I'll take you." I think it was either. It was either to Amarillo or something like that, and all the way back, and then you have a hamburger, and then you come back to be a five hundred dollar hamburger. <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm not going to do that." So, congratulations to these kids, especially yeah, if they continue well the program. So, well, in airline news, that not as uh, uh, positive, inspi- r- positive, rousing, inspiring. So, I got a couple of issues that happened. So, Frontier Frontier's airline flight eight sixty four from Denver to Chicago, sorry Charleston, had a. Uh, at a kerfluffle, a gentleman who apparently was imbibing in vodka before the flight and tried to continue during got a little handsy, um, touching a woman to the point where she screamed out. And I'll have to uh, paraphrase here. If this man freaking touches me one more time, I will freaking kill him. Uh, we all have that response, right? Right. And then the gentleman then proceeded to unzip and urinate. That's the proper reaction, too. Everyone's doing normal on this scenario. Yes. Urinated on the seat. So the same woman's going, he's peeing, he's peeing. Oh, my God, he is freaking peeing. <laughs> they had to wrestle this guy. Now, this is in midair. <laughs> so they're having to control this guy. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, well done. And then, uh, meanwhile, over in Spirit Airlines, there was a general, a woman named Sanifra Allen. I'm presuming I'm pronouncing Sanifra's name correctly, who caused a big stink, and it was Facebook lived. The problem is she was doing the Facebook living, so she was. They'd closed the the gate, but she busted through, hopped on the airplane. They told her she had to leave and redo the boarding process because you can't just bust through a closed gate. She started recording, um, started making, uh, accused them of racism. And then she changed her story to say, well, I paid a special fee out front to get on the airplane. And so I want my money back on that, you know, and she's Facebooking the whole time. So it doesn't look too good for Sanifra there uh, because what happened as a result, she caused such a stink that the flight crew deboarded the entire airplane and everybody had to leave reboard and come back on going through the process. So she may be getting trouble for that one. So 
I like your story a lot better than mine too. We should have done started off with mine and then you could have ended with that rousing bear force one. That's yeah, so it's pretty good. I like that. I want, I'm going to go to yourconroadnews.com and see if there's, there's got to be video of it. I do know that on, on yourconroadnews.com, they do have time-lapse video of some houses, how they, how parts of the woodlands got affected by Harvey. And I, I want to watch that for sure. Cause I'm sure my house is there somewhere. You go, look, there it goes. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, so that's good uh, airplane news. We're going to take a quick break here on Mornings of Lone Star. Talk about some local things going on, local events. A lot of opportunities this weekend because this is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, one of my favorite events is, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not going to be here, B-52. They're having a crawfish and shrimp boil. Oh, I thought you meant like the B-52s were coming. I would have watched them. I'm talking about the brewery. I'll take Sorry. that too, yeah. And a lot of second. plays, a lot of plays happening this weekend too. We'll talk yeah. about that. And don't forget, we're going to give away our tickets to Taste Fest here at 1030 so stick around our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors want to expand your brand awareness reach the hyper local audience in montgomery county lone star community radio sponsorships accomplish this want to see our stats and rates check out irlonestar.com sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, the most politically correct place you'll ever hear. Right? Right, Sean? Yes. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But welcome back. We're going to give tickets away at the 30-minute mark here, so stay tuned for that. And that's for the 8th Annual Taste Fest, brought to you by Lake Conroe, Conroe Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the Conroe area, you live in the Montgomery County area, and you can make it on June 7th, two tickets. What's going on? What are you looking at? Uh, scrolling through some more headlines here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not much of a sports guy, but apparently there was a baseball game where uh, the Cardinals were playing and their pitcher, Jordan Hicks, pitched two 105-mile-an-hour uh, pitches. Okay. Apparently that's a big honking deal. Now, especially he pitched others like 104.5 miles an hour, but like a 105-mile-an-hour pitch, apparently that's like a magic number or something. And I was just thinking of that. Uh, what was that movie with Dennis Quaid where he's trying the to... rookie? Is that what it was? I have no idea. He pitches... Rookie of the year. No, 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 no. That That's the kid from... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember. But no, the one with Dennis Quaid, it's a Disney movie. But it's based on a real-life guy where he's a former pitcher. Then he becomes like a coach. And he starts practicing his fastball. And he gets signed up for like one major league game. But the thing is that he's using a a roadside radar gun. You know, you're traveling 58 miles an hour. And he thinks he's only pitching like 78 miles an hour. So he gets all discouraged. But then you find out the radar gun is broken and he's really pitching at 98. So I guess uh, congratulations to Jordan Hicks of the Cardinals for your feat. And uh, is uh, do we know Jake's going to be coming in this week at all? Because if so, I'd love to talk with him about it. Yeah, I think he might be. So I'll, cool. uh, I'll remind uh, him that his 
I'll presence is required. I'll star that one for later. You know, it's funny. I, I, I saw this headline. I thought you would uh, immediately be on it because it's about your royal wedding. <laughs> I, I kept away for you. I decided to keep away from the. Royal so wedding. let me let me let me show you this. So the headline reads Meghan Markle. I don't know who that was at first, but that turns out to be the lady the who's, who's getting married <laughs> uh, at the wedding this weekend. Her nephew sparks police probe after taking knife into London nightclub and blaming Donald Trump. Wait, who blamed Donald Trump? The nephew? The nephew did. He got caught with the pocket knife. Uh-huh. And, and you know knives are a big no-no. That's right. And uh, he handed it over, but then told police he'd been called. And uh, when he got arrested, he fled the area where they said they were going to arrest him. And um, basically, I'm trying to find, like, the correct— Oh, so all he was going on about was how he brought it from America because Donald Trump had said London wasn't safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. Yeah. It's like a war zone. So, well. So a pocket knife. I, you know, it's really interesting to me about like the social changes between, you know, like, because especially here in Texas, it's not, it's not often, but you do see people with open carry. I mm-hmm. know a couple of people who do open carry and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the wild west kind of thing. But then I know an extended amount of people who carry pocket knives. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking giant, you know, twelve inch Daniel uh, David. What is it, David? I just want. I want to say David. Bowie. I want to say David Bowie, but no, Jim Bowie. But uh, Bowie but Jim knives. Bowie knives, like nothing like that. But just like I carry a little pocket knife on me, mm-hmm. and it's I think the blade's four inches, I think, or something like that. You can't in London. So and carry a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, no, because I actually went through that, uh, and I always forget this, and it always gets me in trouble. But I went to the Woodlands Pavilion this weekend. And I carry a little Leatherman on my keychain, mm-hmm. and it's more of more a little multi-purpose. Yeah, tool, and it has like scissors pliers and, and pliers, but it also does have a knife on it. And I always forget that I have it on when I go to places, like especially like when I go to the courthouse here, because you know I'm always in trouble, and they always make me take it I off. Hear things, and I always have to like figure out what to do. But luckily for me, they're real nice there. Like I put all the stuff in in the through the metal detector, and they. They didn't really say anything about it, but I mean, it doesn't look threatening, but you know. Yep. Well, again, are they, are you, you think they're supposed to take this? Uh, b- I would think by law they're supposed to. Like, if you try getting out through uh, uh, TSA, they would take it. Oh, yeah. And I remember when I was in Washington, D.C., and I was trying to get into the Smithsonian Air, Air and Space Museum, and I, in my wallet. You had your Jim Bowie knife on you? No, but I had my, you've seen my, my, what I call my tool in my wallet, the credit card looking thing that's got like, a bottle opener. I mean, there are no extendable parts on this whatsoever. The only sharp edge is one corner is actually kind of a, uh, for eyeglass. Can I see that? This. I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching us That's on really YouTube, weird. this right here is called the Wallet Ninja. Yeah, mine's called like Monkey, Monkey something. Mm-hmm. They made me get rid of it. They said it was not allowed inside. I'm like, I'm not trying to cause a grief, but why? There is literally nothing I can do with this because it's sharp and metal and I could, you know, technically attack someone yeah. with it. So I hid it under an outside um, garbage can. Went inside because I only want to go inside long enough to take a picture of the Enterprise model, the model of the Starship Enterprise, and then ran right back out. So it was there. But yeah, a lot of these are cosmetic. A lot of the TSA rules now, um, you know, I'm well, not, I wouldn't say they're TSA rules. I mean, they don't. The TSA is no, at the courthouse so, but, but, or uh, at the pavilion. But a lot of these rules are like, for instance, the TSA rules, where they say, you know, the three point two ounces, you can't have any uh, 
bottles with more than 3.2 ounces. I guarantee you if somebody wanted to make something dangerous, they could do it with 2.9 ounces. It, there is no magic formula to say 3.2 ounces or water. You know, take a water bottle and just take a big old chug of it in front of me beforehand. You know, it's, we got to take off shoes and belt because some idiot tried to hide a match and kerosene in his shoe. And, but here's the thing, my belt buckle has more dangerous things on it than my wallet ninja ever could. It's just very, and the minute that the TSA well, I, offered the pre-check, you, you heard about this, right? If you pay and you quote qualify, which apparently like anybody can qualify, you get to bypass security. Not, not in Seattle. Do what? Not in Seattle. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, you can't qualify. It's federal. I'm just kidding. But it's a pay. It, it, it's it's almost like the uh, the radar traps, yeah. speed traps. It's 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 a revenue generator. The, this whole think about how many articles the TSA collects on a daily basis. How many tools and mm-hmm. knives or whatever? Where do they go? Are they sold? Or are they uh, 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 auctioned off? Or are they melted down? It's probably uh, like the same thing with all the lost and found stuff at any store. You'll see like the, after a month, they're like, oh, can I get that charger? Because that was a joke I heard about hotels and things. You go to any hotel and just pretend you lost your iPhone charger and they'll give you one. Because they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> and they like have a whole case of them. I'm going to look up, uh, talk for a minute. I'm going to look up for the uh, TSA, what they confiscate, how much they confiscate every year and what happens to it. Okay, well, I'm going to do my question for Taste Fest. I know some listeners oh. are waiting on that. Uh, what we're going to do, this is going to be a local question for those who've been paying attention to today's show. It's a very simple question. You can find it, uh, the answer online very easily. Uh, Montgomery High School student, they built this plane that we've been talking about, this uh, RV-12 airplane. What was What did they call the plane? Whatever they called it, what was the name they gave the plane? If you give us an answer on Facebook, call in 936-647-3776 or go to Twitter and all that stuff. First person to do so will win two tickets to next month's Taste Fest, which is on June 7th. It's a $50 value, and that includes two entries and also four drink tickets for adult beverages and water if you don't want adult beverages. But, uh, yeah, so first person to message us or comment on on our YouTube chat or wherever, you will get two tickets to Taste Fest if you give us the name of the Montgomery High School student-built airplane that they recently flew over the weekend. How about that? I love that. And I did find some uh, information. In 2015, the TSA intercepted 22,044, quote, dangerous items in airport security screenings across the U.S. Most outlandish of these are are, uh, live flashbang grenades, swords, five-bladed floggers, well, let me ask Batman you, let me ask you stars. something. So how nervous do you think you are when you call ahead and be like, hey, like say I want to go hunting? I've never done that before in the sense of going through TSA with a hunting rifle because I guess you just call ahead and just say, hey, I got this hunting rifle. Meet me in the back. Like how do – like you don't just bring it up to the front door and be like, here's my gun. Do you? Well, you can. Legally, you can. But, yeah, it's always smart to ask beforehand to say, is there a way to do this? Um, because, yeah, walking into an airport with – an unsheathed weapon. Well, I mean, like, a rifle is kind of obvious when you're having like a like when you're carrying a case for it for mm-hmm. traveling. So I guess it's just like I wonder how they. I, do you think it's just easier just to mail it ahead of time? Do you think it's just easier? Yeah, or just uh, again talk to the airline or the travel agent. And say, hey, listen, I've got a, a hunting rifle and a, and a case. 
can you take care of it? Um, and they most likely would. Can but you can you say it's a, a companion or a compassionate th rifle? This is my service or weapon. My service, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's new new meaning to the phrase service weapon. Yes, this is my this is my because that would certainly work. Surface right. rifle. So, uh, but yeah, TSA those of those twenty two thousand dangerous items in twenty fifteen, uh, they do auction them off. They do sell them off for for cheap. So they get some pocket money, money, milk money. Yeah, a little milk money for the TSA there. And what's great is like a catch and release program where it's like, we're going to get those back because we're going to catch them <laughs> again and auction them off right. again. Orcish blades. They actually have orc blades. Where do you go for an auction for this? Do we find that there out? There are various companies that say buy from us. It's probably an online version of it. It's like, uh, you know, the uh, auto auctions from like, you know, drug dealers. Yeah, local police stuff. Uh -huh. Or, you never or know. You might be the cars. lucky winner of 10 pounds of cocaine hidden in the, into the... <laughs> why is this uh, Honda Accord only can take five gallons? <laughs> we'll never know. Did that actually happen? I think so, yeah. Or someone got a car and then like later in like a car wreck or something, like they discovered all this... Man, can you imagine trying to explain that immediately to the police? You uh, sold it to me! <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy talking about? You're listening to Mormon's Lone Star, 1034. We're going to take a quick break. And again, if you want to win those tickets, what's the name of the Montgomery High School plane they built? And uh, first person to do it gets the tickets. Yep. We'll be back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Hello, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. 10:38 on the dot. Yeah, yeah. It is already 78 degrees, getting up to 85, according to the official Lone Star weather tree outside. The leaves are looking darker, which means it's not as bright. I think there's a storm coming. Yeah. Okay, he's not playing anymore. But uh, starting at 12 noon, 30% chance of rain, going up to 50% for the next few hours. Yeah. And then early afternoon, going back to cloudy. Good news is we won't break 90 today, so that's a good sign. But I love it when I look down to make notes and I look up and there's someone sitting across from me. Well, then, hello. Hello. I'll hello. tell you what. The bike ride from the house to here uh, through the trees out in, uh, on, on, yeah. on that side of uh, Cotterman makes it smell like forest. And it was perfect. It was a perfect ride. The weather was fine. The temperature was fine. Awesome. Talking to Jason here. So you're, you're riding your bike a lot more now, right? Yeah. Now, well, you guys you were busy a, this Do you week. wear a helmet? Let's get personal with your life decisions. Do you wear a helmet? No, I do not. Do no, you I... smoke cigarettes while riding your bike? <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes, period. Why? Uh, I figured it only I used to. Why you rode your bike? Yeah. Those are my favorite kind of people. <laughs> they really well, are. I was, cause I was at a point in my life where I could not afford a car. And no, I don't know. I'm just saying that the fact that decision. I mean, how can I'm just talking about smoking a cigarette while riding the bike like you're huffing and puffing both ways while riding a bike and a cigarette. I feel like that would just wouldn't work. I don't know. It's just weird. People used to tell me, you know, when they said people would ask me, hey, when you were jumping on a plane and you were so nervous about it, 
did you like want to smoke? And I said, I, I, that doesn't correlate. I don't make one with the other mm-hmm. match. It makes no sense. It's like, uh, hey, uh, you, you, you're about to get fired. Do you want to go knitting? No, there's, there's no, 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 it doesn't make sense. So I don't know what. Some people, they, they feel like smoking will calm them. To me, that does absolutely nothing. I, I, nothing. Zilch. Zilch. I'm so, I've got the visual in my head of someone being fired and then knitting about it. Maybe there is someone out there that does that. You guys were like way busy this weekend uh, with uh, the shop opening up, the bike shop. Yeah, yeah. That was great. I was there. I couldn't, I could barely order coffee. I'll tell you, he was actually nervous about it too. You really? Know, they you were actually nervous up? about Yeah, yeah. They're, oh, I, I'm aware that people aren't going to show up for this. Like, no, no. This isn't like four and a half years ago when we opened up, expecting people to show up at Conroe Coffee. And for two hours, uh, no one showed up. We thought, oh, man, what did we do? What did we do? <laughs> Why did we open in downtown Conroe? It's because you didn't open the bathrooms up to people. Oh, that's it. That's you it. You didn't make a big deal about that. Uh, I want to make, make an announcement. We do not discriminate against who we don't want to use the bathrooms as long as you spend money, you can use our bathrooms. Don't come in here if you don't want to spend money. That's it. Period. There you go. Period. Well, no, it is it's kind of funny. Model, well, it's funny because downtown, when they have their big events like Kids Fest and everything, that is the number one issue for a lot of folks. Is like, where's the where's the public bathrooms? Where can I go to use the restroom? Yeah, there's porta potties. We've, we've had people come in here trying to use our restroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's porta potties out there. The first time uh, we uh, actually opened up our bathroom for something like Kids Fest or or Catfish, Catfish Festival. Our bathroom's flooded. You know, people are dumb. They'll they'll shove like half a uh, roll of, of, of toilet paper down the toilet. These toilets and these septic systems aren't designed for you know mass uh, mass amounts of people shoving things. Down I thought you were gonna say someone else. It's like <laughs> man, yeah. So so it's it it, it over flooded our shop and our shop smelled of a sewage for a couple hours until we can clear it up. I mean, so so we always shut it down for uh, uh, events like that yeah. because we just can't handle. Well, the, you all uh, put signage out too, don't you? I mean, you have a sign out. We blocked them with the captains. With the uh, with uh, Picard and uh, and uh, Jean and Jean Luc Jean Luc and yeah yeah and number one, but no we we just we just don't open it up to uh, customers it's just because we can't and, and there are bathrooms across the street usually they're usually our porta potties sorry guys bathrooms you know and you can't use the restroom here no either. well here's the funny thing you Not know, even the, the Owen Theater I know they wouldn't let me in the Owen Theater is actually a City of Conroe building so oh they're forced to do it well yeah there, there are times now sometimes it has to be closed down because something's already going on in there but yeah it's uh, for some festivals um the bathrooms are available you know i was looking through uh some uh, searches on youtube for downtown conroe and i saw a video 10 years ago some guy riding a bike through here with a camera facing backwards and it was shown the guy on the owen being constructed was that just only 10 years ago mm-hmm. well no it's been there for a while they remodeled it oh it used to be was. the old uh i was at the buick Dealership. I want to say it was a Buick. Or no, might were, been, it might have been Buckaloo. One of those. One of those old things. There's some red brick building at the parking lot. There was some other building over here on this side. I mean, it's downtown Conroe has changed over the past decade. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And over the past five years, it's changed a lot too, as far as businesses, things like that. Uh, just traffic coming in, people hanging out. It's starting to get to be a busy place. I really like it. I like it too. I'm telling you, spending my my mornings here every morning. Opened up my horizons. And wow. now we have a central location for bi- for the biking community of Conroe. Mm-hmm. Come hang out. So, motorcycles now. No, not motorcycles. All right. 
though. It's important. People stop here for motorcycle stuff, but also, but. A question, will Conroe Coffee maybe uh, add like a bike rack or something? Actually, yeah. Uh, Gary with uh, Race Ready Repair, he's uh, already talked to someone in the city about uh, putting a bike rack out there. for uh, Man, it's already crowded enough. <laughs> There's no way people can walk down. But we'll have to amp up our outside loudspeakers so people can know that there's a radio station they can listen well i think we just need to take up one of the parking spaces then oh for biking for biking oh yeah there yeah. you go they like to share the road right that's the big outrage <laughs> so you know deal with it i was not a, when i had to bike i was not a fan there were cars that would play the game how close can i get to you and then honk or something yeah i got hit by a guy um no fear <laughs> no i was about very fearful <laughs> did you have like the orange vests and the lights and everything no i didn't because we know jason doesn't he probably wears the darkest clothes possible when he rides oh no get close to me you know what you know what makes me you know, laugh are the, the videos of uh, guys on motorcycles that that uh, get run off the road or you know they, they get those are people, funny to you no no once you get real close to them they get real angry so they go up and they and they smack their uh yeah, uh, yeah they, mirrors, they, and then they take off running like you know oh no come chase me no just get up get, do that and then get up and go what what are you gonna do <laughs> you're the one who almost hit me yeah, it, it, no. I actually uh, did uh, chase someone down once for. Uh, oh, here we go. He's got his oh, anger yeah. issues. Yeah, and it was it was a guy in a in a convertible. Uh, he got out, and and I sat there, and he, he got out, looked at me, and then got back in his car, <laughs> and then and then said, "What do I do? I do I do it slowly." And I said, "You know what? Don't worry about it. I, I calmed down a bit." Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you can't go around. You can't go around taking things personally. You got to look at the road as as like a like a video game. And all the cars are not actually people. That way you don't take things personally. Yeah, get all bikes. angry. Oh, the guy that hit me, he was, uh, I was on um, Sage uh, in the Galleria area. And it was late at night because I was working the night shift. And it was December, so I had like three layers of clothing on. That's what helped. He was in a BMW coming out kind of distracted looking at his phone. Hit me. I went flying off. I was okay. But this guy comes out. He's a lawyer, but he's tripping. He's like, oh, my God, I did this. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to say anything, but... I, Here's my card. I'll, anything you need, I'll fix that. Wow. And, yeah, uh, he was just so, it, it freaked him out so bad. And I told him, you're lucky. You, you hit the one guy's probably, you know, not going to sue you. Just make sure. I got to make sure I'm okay. My bike's okay. But I guarantee you never do it again. Like, <laughs> Sean just made himself a target in Conroe. Uh, you think I ever got on a bicycle after that? <laughs> ever? Oh, I don't I, even ride the stationary bike in my house. I'm so paranoid. You never know. I'd hit you. Yeah, I don't know, cross the street. Right? <laughs> hey, there's Sean. I'm just going to hit him on John. Here, Sean, hold this bicycle. Why? <laughs> it just seems like it'd be comical to see him flying over your roof. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Taking a dark turn here on Mornings with Lone Jeez. Star. The planning the demise of Skiffy. <laughs> well, downtown has really changed my mind. <laughs> Well, that's one thing, too, because we have, those, uh, we have those cops here that are on bikes. Oh, yeah. So I think this downtown is a little bike-friendly. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they used to, um, uh, they, they visit each uh, shop, and they, they get friendly with the uh, with the shop owners to let them know, hey, you know, give me a call. So downtown's a really good place for um, a business, only because you, of that. Do you that's think that's what Starbucks is going to end up having to do? The local ones are just going to be like, hey, can we just get a cop to hang out here? Yeah, see, the problem with every time you add a new law or add a new policy like that, as we were talking about the Seattle so, uh, housing ordinances, now you got to find ways to 
close the loopholes mm-hmm. and add more people, and it just okay. I'm, I'm missing out something. There's a law now that uh, about about restrooms, about public. Rest- no, that's no, just no. Starbucks's. Star- Starbucks is Starbucks is a company it's policy. Just a private policy. No, it's yeah. in Seattle, uh, we were talking earlier. There are two real estate or, or rental related ordinances that went out. One was called first in time, which means if you're if you're a landlord, the first person who qualifies on paper as a as a renter gets it. Mm. Doesn't and then hand in hand with that, they have the fair chance housing ordinance, which says that you cannot use uh, criminal history or even inquire about criminal history or use past criminal offenses as a uh, uh, indi- not an indicator. What's the word I'm looking for? As a factor in, in rental. In okay. rental. Well, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like uh, the Second Amendment. Why, why should criminals not be able to protect their family? There's no one saying they shouldn't. Yeah, there is a law but, that says felons can't uh, can't own a, a firearm. No, but I'm talking about the real estate. A felon has because on the application it says have you ever been convicted of a felony, which means the landlord has a right to know. But now the landlord is being told by City of Seattle, but you can't. So if, mm. if someone comes in and says, "Well, I have a history of breaking in my neighbors' houses and torturing their cats, but I did my jail time," so does Martha Stewart. Does Martha Stewart have no right to uh, to have? See now, here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay, does does the landlord does the landlord have a right to know your past history? I think so. I do too. I think so. But does the factor of being a felon should that affect uh, what you? I mean, because the felony would it be just be a, what type of felony? Would you would they be able to know what type of felony it is? Then you can pick and choose. Okay. But here's the thing. This is with the fair chance housing ordinance. Like I can go and say I have a history of you know for 16 times I've been convicted of breaking my neighbor's house, setting it on fire, and killing the dogs. Yeah. But you can't use... Uh. The landlord so, can no longer say, well, I don't think it's a good fit. So this is kind of a, a hard... You know, it, it's it's between... It takes a choice away from the landlord, though. Well, no, okay, so you, you can look at it this way now. A felon, it's their choice to become to, to become a felon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, half the time. Some other times, it's just some weird law that makes them felons. You know, like, like I'm going to all of a sudden make a, a marijuana illegal. Now, everyone that, that, that smokes marijuana, that, that I find marijuana is, is a felon. Whatever, right? No big deal. You're still a felon. You, you've chose to keep it after laws, whatever. So, so at one, on the one hand, you look at it as, okay, well, these guys made a choice to become felons. On the other hand, you say, well, they're everywhere. There's felons everywhere, mm-hmm. and they need a place to stay, right? So do you just keep pushing them away somewhere else? Is that what... what what nope. you want to do with the city of uh, with so you're pushing them out into Seattle, really, really, what is is what it is. Because now felons, all fel, all the felons can go and live in Seattle. Well, that's the thing. Seattle's already viewed as like the most progressive city in the nation. You know, they try these things, but we can even take it beyond felons on this one. With um, let's say you have a guy showing up, and his credit score, because Dick was talking about the credit score, so he's got a decent credit, but he's got swastikas and KKK tattoos all mm. over his face and reeks of marijuana, but he's not actually smoking. And then 10 minutes later, a single mom trying to get away from her abusive husband with her three kids in tow shows up. She doesn't get the apartment because he got there first. Uh, that's the ordinance. That's the law in Seattle. Uh, and if the landlord says, sorry, I, I want to give it to this lady, he's bre- he's breaking the law now. Now, is it is it is it under uh, the Fair Housing uh, uh, Law, uh, FHA? The uh, I'm sorry, is that FHA? Fair Housing Administration? Is uh, that what it is? Yeah. Uh, what about it? Is that is it is it a law is it a sale law or is it no no it's yes a, it's, it's a, a city ordinance two city ordinances city ordinance. okay mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, there are already laws that that There are already safeguards me. in place to keep discrimination from happening. Yeah. But now this is to ensure it by saying the first. It's like uh, in Houston for the longest time, we had like the first wrecker on a scene got the. Yeah. And yeah. it was not fair because it would just be whoever's first on the scene. Right. So, well, well, anyhow. Yeah, what are the numbers on accidents caused by that? Anything? Like uh, anyone we, gotten injured? We or can anything? find out. I just see. I see. So that's been going on for at least five years, right? Oh, yeah, at least. A little way longer than that. Yeah. I remember the days when. It was the first wrecker on the scene got the job. Can I can I legally not allow a person who's handicapped to use my restroom if they don't pay for my uh, pay for any services? Oh, that's probably the wrong way let's, to ask let's, it. Let's, let's, let's ask Justice is blonde. I think. Well, I, I think like, well, especially everything we're talking about today, it, it all most of it comes from someone making a stink about it. Yeah. And I think I think at the end of the day, you're I think you probably have to. I think in the end of the day. I mean, you. It, it, you feel bad for people who are handicapped, but not for people who just need to use battery restroom, I guess. I mean, I guess. Huh. So. I wonder. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, Mornings at Lone Star. We'll be right back. Actually, no. We're uh, going to be closing down the show. I just no, realized what time right. it was. Oh, yeah. No. So, uh, thanks for joining Great us. conversation Oops. today. Join the conversation. Call us anytime, 936-647-3776. Hit us up on Facebook, yeah. YouTube Live, or IRLoneStar.com slash Milwiz. Uh, tomorrow, we will have a guest. So, if you're interested in being a guest this week, please reach out to us on our social media, and we'll show you how to do it. Yeah, and give, Jason, give it's good to see you. Conroe Coffee. Yeah. And what's the, what's the bike shop's name? Tell people about it. Race Ready Repair. Race Ready Gary, Repair with Gary. Um, Dot com. Dot, dot com. Remember, you can watch the show live from Conroe Coffee Shop and bring your bike in and get it repaired at the same time and watch the show. So there you go. A lot of cool stuff happening here. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Coming up next is the weekly business hour. Rick Schiller going to be live in the studio. And don't forget, he's on Facebook, too, so you can watch it live on YouTube and Facebook. We are shutting down today. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.